You know, Adam, I never get to do anything on this show. So if you'll afford me this opportunity, I'd like to read some poetry Ooh. if you if you'll let me. Okay, do it. Cool. Um, uh, and can I ask to the editor of the show, like put some like something like romantic, like something that mm. like, gets you in the mood in the background. <laughs> yeah, that'll do that, that. That's a good one. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> I like your pants around my feet. <laughs> no, I, like I knew it. The dirt that's around your knees. And Ew. I like the way you say please. Ew. While you're looking up at me, Ew. you're like my favorite damn disease. Ew. Yeah, that, that's what you want to do. You know, you want to ref- refer to a woman like a disease. Mm. I love the places that we go. <laughs> I love the people that we know. Ew. And I love the way you can't say no. Too many long lines in a row. I love the powder on your nose. I like the freckles on your chest. I like the way you like me best. I like the way you're not impressed. I like the way... I like... While you put me to the test, I, I, I apologize. I like the white stains on your dress. I like the I way you pass you the chest. Just, I just love stop. Just stop. the good times that you wreck. So I love your funny. lack of self-respect while your hands... While you're passed out on the deck, I love... My hands around your neck. Ladies and gentlemen, those are my <laughs> marriage vows to my mm. wife this coming April. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that, that that track that I heard long before anybody else ever heard <laughs> was going to be the one that I would listen to in 20, uh, yeah, 20 years almost to the day. I mean, I, I, was like, I, was, I was ready to hear my best friend scream it to his fiance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if any woman hears that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. well, I mean, granted, like, granted, you can like love sex, you can like, you can have like high sex drive or whatever like that. But if like a if, if a man says this these exact words to a woman, mm-hmm. and like you don't feel gross and objectified, you know, like someone were to refer to you as if you were a disease, mm-hmm. like get some help. She's she's so get some help. She's just so fun. Right. Mm. I love my hands around I your neck. It. I love it so much. Just, oh my Hello, God. pretty lady. <laughs> love it all. I love the powder on your nose. Ladies and, gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we'll hear a little bit more about that great band Nickelback a little bit later. But first, we are here. Episode 398, inching ever so closely to that episode 400. I guess we should figure out what to do for episode 400, right? I guess so. We're not going to talk about Frank Turner. <laughs> not today. Not that day. That's today, baby. Today we are going to be reviewing, uh, I guess maybe as also halfway as an apology for last week's episode, we are going to be doing a track by track on highly anticipated album, Frank Turner, hardcore, the long awaited uh, follow up album to No Man's Land. You know, Adam, we've been the longest fans of Frank Turner since the beginning. We were there since the beginning, my friend, 2001. Begin- since the beginning of June 2021, I guess. That's you know, it's right. The same, it's the same thing in all reality. <laughs> Did I say 2001? I'm sorry. I meant 2021. <laughs> Shit. I am too tired for this. And Adam, you've been up <laughs> since 3 a.m. 3.45. Thank you. Um, I'm Why? Just, you know, the, because children, they're just like, hello. <laughs> As you're blissfully <laughs> in the middle of a dream. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I was doing. I think I was, I was in a music shop with you. Um, in my dream and i don't remember why or any context around it but I, but that was all it was and you just you just wake up to the you know that's just that's just 
a beautiful noise and then you let the child crawl into bed and then you take them back to bed and then 15 minutes later they're up from bed they're back breathing on you again and then you take them back to bed and then they get up and go visit their sister for a couple minutes and give her a, a smiley face stuffy and then slam both the doors and then comes back mm. to your bed 15 minutes and she's like oh, I'm, and then i just carry you down the hallway and it's like there's nothing I, more soothing the sound of slamming doors while you're in bed you know i know but first of all like i know that i started the show off on the most erotic Mm. romantic note i know i um, I finished i finished minutes ago thank you oh i i'm thank you very much i I appreciate i worked really hard on that poem but uh (laughs) that dream you just described you and me Mm. hanging out in a music shop yes there's nothing more erotic than that my friend (laughs) oh I think we were looking at vinyl, so it might have been like a 70s dream or something like that. Oh, right. no. Have you been converted? <laughs> In the 70s, that was the only way to listen to music because we were I guess we, so, yeah. we were very uh, distant in our technological advances as a nation. So we needed to go to those stores and buy physical media. Did I have media. bell bottoms? I feel like I would have had bell bottoms in no, the 70s. No, you were, no. you were current, Mike, in the 70s. It's weird. Oh, okay. Like, I'm a witch. Was, nice. Everybody was looking at you. They're like, I think there's an alien following you, bro. I, was like, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> he's he's lovely. Leave him alone. <laughs> he's a good man. So, yeah, that, so that was it. And then, uh, and you know, did, did my usual morning routine. The children fell back to sleep until well after 7 o'clock by that point. So, not me, baby. <laughs> mm, you got a show to do, baby. We got and Frank Turner to remember, talk about. Remember, I'm going up to the mountains again this coming week. So I will be, Oh, you are. So free. your, your plans are, haven't been canceled. Nope. It snowed this week because of the, the massive rainfall we got one day. <laughs> so, one. It was, let's be honest. It was like half a day. <laughs> and then, uh, like, and it's supposed to snow more. Yeah. Know, I think like on Sunday, there. I think. Right. So it's like, if we can garner an inch or three, then that, that might be fun to, to go sledding upon. So we'll see yeah, how that goes. It's, en- it's enough to go sledding at least. Just no more tire chains, dear God. No more. <laughs> well, that's good. It. I'm glad to hear that. Now, now, now your wife can have a proper birthday. I know. That's true. She gets ever so much older tomorrow on the day of her birth. So, mm-hmm. you know. And you to... can also, I mean, if, if if you want, I don't know if you got her anything yet, but I can let you borrow that poem if you want. If you want to, mm. like, mar- if you want to, like, wake her up with that. Like, <laughs> I love the white stains on your dress. Yeah. I love my hands around your neck. <laughs> I mean to say it in that creepy tone too. After all these years of being together, I'm sure there's been like all of that passed out (laughs) on the deck. I mean, really, that was, that was Mike. Mike was passed out on my deck once. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no liver. (laughs) I can't, I I, I just get drunk at the sight of alcohol. The white stains is more on my clothes rather than anybody Mm. else's clothes. That was after you and me were at the music shop. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's like, it's just a, 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 documentary per se of my entire mm-hmm. uh, existence between you and my wife in my life. So I like it. I like Thanks, it. Thanks Nickelback. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> enough about those fucking chodes. Adam, <laughs> we, because, you know, we had like a weird recording schedule last week. We didn't get a chance uh, to re- talk about some music, some recent music mm. that we've been li- uh, listening to. So before we get into Frank Turner, which go, is, Rams. Course, go Rams, go Rams. Go Our, California football! Yay! We're so excited for the Rams and their five years of being in our city. And we're just so happy they won a Super Bowl. 
Mahomes. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, because of the because of the Rams winning the Super Bowl, we couldn't talk about new music. Know, so before we get into uh, you know another new album that we checked out, let's talk about some new music. People people can't. The listeners of the show can't formulate an opinion until we have told them what to think. I know. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> think for yourselves, people. So should I start with my, with my anti-hype album that I was worried about? Oh, sure. So we're talking about Eddie Vedder. Oh, sure. There he is. Eddie Vedder. Edward Lewis Severson III with his first solo album. You think that... That would be a guy who's like opening for Frank Turner being so British sounding, but nope. 57 year old Edward Vedder with his first solo album, I guess proper solo album in a long time. Yeah. That one that's not a uh, soundtrack to a great movie that Mike likes. Right. Do you remember enjoying the music in that movie? I, obviously I, you might not I thought seen the it soundtrack before. was very, um, uh, it, it, it matched the tone. Yeah, very fitting for the tone and, and what that um, movie was about. Okay. Well, he did ukulele songs in 2011. Apparently he did Flag Day original soundtrack in 2021. I don't know what that is. But is that another movie? <laughs> I guess so. All right. <laughs> With Glenn Hansard and Cat Power. You know, I mean, my favorite artists of all time. But speaking Duh, everyone of, knows them. Speaking of artists that are my favorite... Uh, I mean, Josh Klinghoffer, guitar, lead guitar on this album, Earthling by Eddie Vedder. Chad Smith. He did the guitar on everything? Yes. I mean, Eddie also played guitar, but he's more of a rhythm guitarist. Um, So Klinghoffer on guitar, Chad Smith on drums. What the hell? I didn't even know this was happening. (laughs) Hmm. And they, they have songwriter credit. And then Andrew Watt is the bassist and producer of the album. Apparently this guy's- this guy's worked with a lot of artists, including um, Justin Bieber, and 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 he was working on Ozzy's album from two years ago. Post Malone, Selena Gomez. I mean, the dude oh, so has this guy's been like a everywhere. just like a session a session artist or something, I, and slash producer. I mean, he's produced oh cool Sean Mendez and Blink One Eighty Two's "I Really Wish I Hated You" from Nine. So he's just like he's been around for a long time, and nice. he's in, he's in a and. Miley Cyrus's album. So it's like, okay, cool. And he's going to produce the next Pearl Jam album, but he's the producer and bassist of this one. And this album, I mean, it surprised me. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be slow acoustic ballads, but there's some pretty up-tempo kind of punky kind of stuff here. And I feel like this is the best I've heard Klinghoffer. Like the guitar work on here is good. Yeah. I was really, really surprised. Um, But you know, out of 13 tracks, seven of them were good. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, can't win them all, I suppose. <laughs> There's a song called Brother the Cloud, which I'm, the, the consensus is that that song is about uh, Chris Cornell, which is a Ooh. very good song. It uh, makes you just like, <sighs> okay. But uh, then you kind of... i heard a rumor that you're a fan of Chris Cornell. And then you just kind of fall into middle of the road, post- 2006 Eddie Vedder songs. And then all of a sudden on the track, try Stevie wonder shows up 71 year old Stevie wonder shows up Mm. and fucking rocks that harmonica. The harmonica in that track is incredible. And it's a completely unexpected 
by that point. So you're like, wow, right now I'm thinking this is like a seven out of a 10 album. That's pretty good. And then the last three tracks hit. And you're just like, no. Mm. El- Elton John, I mean, he shows up on track 11. He's, he's rocking the piano. He's, he's not sounding anything like the Elton John we've, we've come to know from the past. The piano is good. The rest of the song is kind of, I'm out on. And he then, just kind of comes in for a verse or what? They, they like go back and forth. They kind of duet oh. du- oh, quite a bit. Um, and it's just like a picture of love. We got a picture of love. And it's like, I don't like this song at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's a shame. And then on the track, Mrs. Mills, which is track 12, you got your Ringo star on drums. And it's just like, okay, well, Ringo's a good drummer, but I mean, you didn't have to make the song sound like a middle of the road Beatles song. Did you? <laughs> I mean, the Beatles haven't been a thing for mi- over 50 years. Do we, do we need more songs that sound like the Beatles? I mean, it's, it's cool. I guess that Ringo's on. Maybe there, that's but... just, you know, I'm, I'm sure that Eddie Vedder is like a, fan of the Beatles, oh, right? Maybe this is maybe this is like his homage to mm-hmm. their music. It was an homage. And what better it way just... yeah, well what better way to homage their music than to get one of the members to help you write it. Yeah. It just wasn't a very good song. <laughs> so, you know, I unfortunately like it was a middle of the road album, but it did surprise me in certain elements. So I you know, if you're not a fan, don't bother listening to it. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it sounds like you had, you know, you you enjoyed it for what it was at mm-hmm. least. It was better than I thought it would be, that's for sure. And man, Good. I didn't realize that, you know, Stevie Wonder could rock rock a harmonica so hard. That was cool. It's like a harmonica, it's a real instrument or something. It was pretty awesome. So, and then if we want to stick with more artists from the good old days, we got just Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Fox News conspiracy theorists. <laughs> January 6th was an inside job. I mean, that's all that, that, that's all this album is about. It's just January 6th, January 6th. They won't shut up about it. But are um, you being fucking <laughs> serious? No, Mike, I'm not. Okay. I don't know. Sometimes. <laughs> no, I mean, I really enjoyed living the dream from 2018. That was a pretty awesome album. I mean, this one, I know they recorded it quite a while ago and then like waited months and months to release it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's middle of the road. It's Slash doing his slashy thing. It's got slashy guitar riffs. It's got slashy solos. Some of the songs are pretty good. I gave it like a six out of 10. Yeah. Okay. I mean, is that kind of what you expected or? Well, I mean, the last one was a top 10 album for me. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was kind of expecting right, it was. to be surprised a little bit more. But I guess that's all I'm going to get at this point until that next Guns N' Roses album, baby. Mm, China, American democracy. <laughs> so, I don't know. There's a few good songs on there. You know, it's not your thing if you're not into Slash so much. I'm okay with moving on past this album. Um, and then I listened to... I think that was it for the new stuff well there's yeah. some stuff that uh you haven't given your full opinion on i suppose uh well actually i think you did it was just actually just me who needed to catch up um i guess we'll just jump in here uh i went to hell and back as it is that's it 
No, that's it. I just <laughs> wanted to tell you my, about my week. It's been rough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that, was, uh, that was my morning this morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went to hell and back by as it is. I yes. jumped into this because, oh my gosh, my best friend and my other friends, like we're like really, and uh, we're really like talking this one up and Very I listened positive. to it and I, and I listened to it and I'm like, are we listening to the same album? I know. I know you. I knew you wouldn't care for it, so that's okay. No, to, to, remind me why? Why do you like this so much? I want to know what am I missing? I just I, I thought that it was a pretty good, uh, you know, emo revival kind of thing. I know it's a little over the top, I guess, but uh, yeah, try hard. Some good you can songs. say try hard. <laughs> I wouldn't say try hard. <laughs> I'm glad that they have evolved their sound away from those first two ridiculously predictable albums. Yeah, those something... albums were very boring, <laughs> bland, boring. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I mean, their, their reinvention back in 2008, 2018 with the Great Depression, mm-hmm. like I, that was a homage and it mm-hmm. didn't cross the line into like pandering. And I felt like there was a lot of songs here where it was just pandering. Just pandering. I thought yeah. that most of it was pretty good. I could like definitely yeah. pick at the flaws, but yeah, there's some there's some heavy stuff on there. I like that. There's a uh, yeah, there's some good hooks on there. Definitely. Um, obviously, the the track um, I want to see God was my was like my favorite standout track mm. of that. That was a pretty heavy song. Yeah, and, that song was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I know like it's, it's very self-deprecating and it's just like, that's cool. I, I mean, I like it for what it's worth. I gave it like a nine out of 14. So for me, I, that's a pretty I, good I, score. I know, but for you, it's pretty bad. For me, it's pretty <laughs> ho-hum. Like I gave it an overall rating of a five. Like musically, I, I didn't think it was kind of pushing the boundaries. And personally, like, I just thought it was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like I get it. I get it, dude. <laughs> but like, can you hit me with like something that's good or original? I don't know. But the, I don't know. Maybe I just have to sit with this one a little bit more. Like I was kind of over it like midway through the week. So maybe I was just mm-hmm. a little checked out at that point. Yeah. So I'll have to revisit this um, uh, later in the year and see if like it hits a little bit differently. But it, it, it throughout the throughout my um, time with it, um, when I listened to it a couple weeks ago, um uh, I, I it reeked of like hello fellow kids the album and like i get it <laughs> i get it you know people right. my age like we grew up with this music and like yes. we, we grew up looking exactly like patty walters is presenting right. himself these days he, he is but, your like, age i believe correct yeah and like you know i would love to i would love i mean if my hair grew um the same way that it used to back when oh. i was a kid like mm-hmm. I, I would love to have my hair look like that again and have eyeliner back on or like eye or eye makeup and things like that. But like, you know, I'm and, an important businessman now, you know? <laughs> and Patty Walters isn't. So Patty Walters isn't an important <laughs> businessman. So I can live vicariously through him while he right. try hard. While he tries really hard to, you know, recapture the feeling of two thousand and four. I know. Oh wait, what's the song? Two thousand and three, I think. I love two thousand three. I like okay. that song, and I think the the I don't give a fuck track. Obviously, I didn't hear it ahead of time, but I thought it was a good opener. It's just the mm. tracks like three through five are kind of a little bit too far out of the box for me. Um, mm. And you know, talking about I'm agreeing with the internet because they 
because they fucking hate me. I'm just like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that shit. <laughs> that song's okay, but... <laughs> yeah, so... Boil, I, it, I mean, down, uh, boil it down it, to a 10-track album, and it, I'd say it would it would have been a lot stronger. But Yeah, so this is just a bit of a disconnect for me. Like, I, it, it didn't hit me the same way. It's it really, really sad, Mike. You, you don't even understand what it means to be sad... Really a sad kid in America. But he's not really sad. He's just pretending to be sad. But maybe he clout. is. Maybe he is really sad, just like all the guys in Silent Planet. Well, I mean, they're they're clinically depressed and very very smart. <laughs> and they're and by gum they'll let us know it. Um, but Patty really Walters quick. doesn't seep it in weird transcendental metaphors <laughs> that's true also i don't think patty walters uh you know does psychedelic mushrooms like like all the guys inside the planet do well i'm pretty uh, sure he does now <laughs> oh you think so <laughs> i mean that song I, he... I'm, I'm in i'm in the mushroom cloud again but he's oh, sure. <laughs> he's not doing he's not having a good time with it <laughs> no exactly that's why he has to revert back to um you know his teenage self to just to feel fucking alive again uh so th- really i thought quick. it was good but that's just me but i think the albums this week kind of moved me past it which was helpful yeah so you know thankfully we're still in the in in the album dump of february and with more to come this weekend uh but uh really quick i won't, I won't talk too much about it but a dream about death the follow-up ep i don't even remember what the first one was called from last year but uh for Cirque survive a dream about life there you go <laughs> you get it life and death haha <laughs> uh but uh yeah this was a this was a tad bit better than that last ep but it's still all over the place musically it's just lyrically like um stream of consciousness like like and and from what i've when i'm reading too like circus of i've had to drop out of a tour because anthony green is going through like a manic episode right now so Something it, like that. I, think, I heard it was yeah, mental sense. health related reasons. Yeah, it's a manic episode, uh, and I think he's relapsed on drugs. But uh, uh, that, or that's the pe- people close to him. That's what they, what they're claiming, at least. Um, but uh, yeah, if you if, if send good vibes out that way, um, if Circus Survive has been a band that like you know meant something to you at all, but also to show empathy to fellow human beings. But the, yeah, he seems like, you know, some of the lyrics I was picking up from this one and and even some of the ones from the EP from November, like, yeah, homeboy is not doing so well. So Mm. uh, maybe we should be sending some good vibes that way, you know, get well soon, Anthony. Absolutely. Uh, So this band soft cult, uh, they released a a new EP this past February 4th. This was brought to us by a, fellow friend and music fan uh thomas over on discord and i really enjoyed this this was a cool little mashup of like shoegaze and alternative rock and um female-led vocals is apparently they the i can't remember the band but like these these the, the two members of this band are like the founding members of this something current I can't remember what the what the name is, but is um, against the current. I've heard of that. Name. Thank you. Yes, against the current. Uh, so uh, yeah, and and I, I like this project like a lot because um, like this, this kind of invokes um, teenage wrist a little bit with it, with its shoegaze elements, with like its its kind of slowed down rock, and then it goes into like kind of more of an up tempo rock. But um, yeah, this was this was a nice, fun, short little EP that I think um, a lot of people would enjoy if they gave it a chance. 
Is is it the female member of Against the Current, or is it the two dudes? Um, the female member, because I think the drummer is also. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's Courage, my love. Oh, I my heard bad. That I think. Yeah, I listened to their 2017 album Synthesia. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I don't remember how to how to say it. Uh, yeah, I, I I checked that out a long time ago because they like a lot of buzz were uh, uh, was surrounding this band, and I was like, okay, it's okay. And I never thought about them ever again until now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it looks like uh, Mercedes and Phoenix, who are uh, twin sisters. Uh, Mercedes oh. does the vocals and uh, guitars, and then Phoenix does the drums and backup vocals as well. So the the the, the two members of that band, this is their other project, Soft Cult, and uh, I I find it to be a lot better. And it's and it fits um, Mercedes's vocals much more than I felt like uh, Courage My Love did. Interesting. So if right, you haven't cool. checked it out, Adam, which doesn't sound like you did, like maybe no. she gives one a but yeah, it gives one a spin. I'm really having a hard time even wanting to listen to anything that I don't want to listen to right now. So that's just where I am here in February. I don't want to do it. So I'm not going to. There's too many albums. <laughs> what if I told you it's really good? That, that, I, I don't even, maybe if I listen back to this episode and I have free time, March, obviously is going to be a very free time month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so far I've only got like two albums uh, down on March where I want to, that I want to listen to. But uh, yeah, that March is, March is the time to catch up on all the albums you missed in February. Uh, let's see. Last week, um, as of this recording, uh, Dead American came out with their mm. debut LP, New Nostalgia. Of course, Dead American is the uh, new project by Cove Reber, uh, you know, who who lots of people love from the Seosin days, the, the, the full length uh, or the LP Seosin days. Of course, you know, their most recent one was Anthony Green, Get Well Soon. But um, yeah, yeah, Adam, uh, what was your hype going right. into Dead American? Well, this and, is. Uh, how did- this is his first thing since like the EP and the EP was the first thing since like 2009. Right. Yeah. Since the second Seosin LP. Right. Cove hasn't done anything else in the meantime. And I remember being like, okay with the EP. I didn't go back to listen to it, but this, I was very happy with. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. it because my expectations I think were fairly low. Um, So yeah, it just seemed uh, like, good kind of post hardcore stuff with good hooks and Cove sounds pretty good in it. I know you were saying that the vocals seemed kind of buried in the production, but uh, actually the production itself on new nostalgia, which is the album of it, it's the, the vocal mixing and as well as like the kind of overall production seemed bare bones. And I don't know if they were doing that on purpose like to give it kind of maybe like a raw mm-hmm. garage rock type of sound it, i i, I want to say that's what they were going for um if you just kind of listen to it subsequently it kind of you kind of forget about it i suppose but like on first listen it's gonna it's very jarring and um yeah as somebody who's who does production for the show and have done like production for like our music project before like i feel like i could have did a better job and i was like oh. looking I was yeah. There's no there's there's no information about who produced this album. And yeah, I was looking like (laughs) for two days who produced this album, and I couldn't find anything. But uh, yeah, so it's 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 strange. But uh, yeah, I mean, Dead American just kind of um, after their EP, um, the shape of punk is dumb. I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, After their EP, they kind of like you know went went a little quiet. Did a couple shows, I think, and then 
then they announced quietly that uh, oh we're gonna make a new album and then right because there now. was the, the rumors of cove like teaming up with scary kids well, that wasn't rumors. Like he was actually like yeah. the senior for their anniversary tour, right? Before twenty twenty shut everything, shut right. that down. So yeah, I think we had kind of forgotten about Dead American altogether, and so just like okay, cool album, and I, I enjoyed it. There was some good, yeah. you know, Seosin esque kind of vibes to it, and yeah, uh, and I think that was intentional, right? Because even uh, looking at the album art, it's a black and white photo of a beetle. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Does but that it, remind you of anything, folks? But uh, a new and improved beetle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one that won't kill you. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, like it's. I mean, let's be honest. It's no self-titled Seosin album. That album is mm-hmm. incredible. Right. But uh, I, I feel like this was like a like if this was what In Search of Solid Ground was. I feel like the Seos, like the Seosin star would have continued shining. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in in my opinion. But um, yeah, I, I, while I thought this was good it didn't blow me away like i was hoping it was going to but uh you know it, it it is you know kind of like a throwback like hey guys remember seosin but like kind of like in a good way not in like a cynical way right um you know people have been itching for some cove reaver ever since he was kicked out of the band or left the band you know back all in 2009 those, all those cigarettes but, he was smoking so many cigarettes, but uh, yeah, he, he, but he sounds good. You know, he, he sounds good. The, 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 the musicians in Dead American are doing their best Seosin impression. Um, I mean, that's, that's literally what they're doing, but <laughs> it's okay. But, it's okay. I'm ready to move yeah, on from this band though. Oh uh, yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be a, um, I, I think this might be a band that will show up on a lot of people's, uh, or this album will show up on a lot of people's honorable mentions by the end of the year. Especially because of that nostalgia factor. I know. Now, Adam, I before we move on to our track by track for the week, you, you got some uh, you got some uh, initial thoughts, some first impressions on some uh, Gregor Barnett's, you know, with his new album, like, oh, mate, don't go throwing roses in my grave, mate. I, I just dug that grave, mate. You're just filling it with roses, mate. It's an interesting thing with an artist like this finally doing a solo album after all the years we've been listening to him and enjoying all of this stuff. And you're just like, well, is it just going to sound like Menzinger's B-Sides? Is he going to throw in something that makes it more unique? And so far, just like three listens in now, I'm I'm feeling the uniqueness. But, mm. I, I, but it's, it's still, you know, his normal stuff. I think just his voice, you can't get away from it sounding like Menzinger's. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the, tr- the, most of the tracks so far. Did you get this on track two, which is called driving through the night, yes. the cadence and the delivery of the verses is literally a song in after the party. Did you I get had, that? I had the feeling that that was the most Menzinger sounding song, but I wasn't yeah. sure from, from what. I didn't jump deep into my brain for that one yet. And I'm pretty sure some of those like guitar chords are like just lifted from uh, that song from After the Party. That, that's, that's escaping me right now. But if you go back, and, if you're a big Menzingers fan, you know, and if you, and if you haven't checked this out yet, it, you're, you're, you're going to get like some ting, tinge of like uh, plagiarism. <laughs> But I guess it's not plagiarism when it, when it's your own band, I suppose, right? That is very true. 
Are you are you building Legos? What are you doing? No, Don is searching through my pants for something. Oh, fun! I love the white stains on your dress, Adam. <laughs> so yeah, but I think like some of the really good songs so far, I've I've heard like at least four that I'm just mm-hmm. like, man, those are those are some cool sounding songs. I don't know how it'll continue to seep into my brain by by the end of the week, but uh, right, I'm I'm liking it thus far. Yeah, I mean, it, I think this is definitely like for fans of that kind of singer-songwriter folksy. Uh, I guess, I, I guess the uh, the term of the year now uh, with, between us and our Discord community is like dark country. <laughs> you know, if you if you if if you want some of that, you know, it's got that men singers flavor, like we've mentioned as well. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I've only listened to it twice, but uh, yeah, pretty good stuff. Cool. And then, yeah, other than that, just nickel back for the week until... Oh, God, fuck, release me. <laughs> until the next dump on Friday. <laughs> well, speaking of dumps, Adam, do you hear that? Oh, no. What? This isn't Again? a reason to put something negative at the beginning of this. Come on, Mike. <laughs> I can't stop it, dude. The fucking train is on its way here. Oh, God, no. It's a track-by-track track breakdown. <laughs> Ah, here we are. Frank oh, Turner. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know where you find oh. these things. Do you just like Google shitty metalcore music? <laughs> I close. I do I do really I, I I either Google really bad breakdowns or um like shitty metalcore breakdowns or something like that. And oh my god, there's so much to choose from. No, not this time. <laughs> cool, I'm gonna use that one now. Thank you. No. I hate it. But Adam, I meant we mentioned it at the beginning of the show. You and I, huge fans of Frank Turner. Oh my god, we've huge. been Frank Turner fans for so long. Man, we should have been. I don't know what was what was stopping us. I think it was just he never really broke out over here so much that's true yeah it's it's interesting and unfortunately like look at his tour dates and it's like oh he's just touring europe for all that's okay he doesn't need to come to the u.s the u.s all of this year (laughs) yep 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 but uh, it was actually uh one of our listeners uh uh john who like wrote us a letter actually uh, in or you know he he sent us an email nice long email you know it was a very sweet one too like he talked you know, he told us how why he liked the show, and he I think he gave us his list for the for for the draft a couple of years ago. And like he mentioned, like, hey, whenever you guys get a chance, you guys check out Frank Turner because you guys are big fans of Brian Fallon. And and then we ignored it for like a year, <laughs> for two years, maybe more, <laughs> something like that. I think it was a year, but uh, yeah. And then Adam, you jumped in on some Frank Turner, and you let me know that oh my god, I got I got to jump into. The Bye We All Swally was our introduction last year. That's if, right. If not for starting that. So we thank Dave for introducing this concept. Um, mm-hmm. We wouldn't have even gone into it. It's weird. So what I'm what I'm hearing is that we were trying really, really, really hard to not listen to Frank Turner, but the world, ins- the universe insisted. It, it drew us to it eventually. And maybe we weren't mm-hmm. ready for it in the early days, in the 2007 and 8 days, but you know, by 2021, we were all in. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes, you know, it, it takes, it takes many years to finally figure out who you are as a person and finally mm-hmm. let that side of you come out and Absolutely, man. achieve your full potential as a human being. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. I can't do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and there's a lot of that to come too. Uh, and, and really quick, my actual, um, I, I know I mentioned this on the show, my actual album of the year in 2021 was No Man's Land from 2019 because That's that great. album is fucking incredible. And we did a track by track on that. That was our first Frank Turner track by track. And now we're kind of following up on that with his newest full length album. What number is this? Two, four, six, nine. eight. Number nine. Oh my God. Well, and, and even when we, when I started listening to him last summer and I looked at his Wikipedia, like this album was already slated to be released in February 11th. Like they announced it at least June of 2021 that it was going to come out. And I'm just like, that's strange to announce it so far in advance, buddy Nielsen, but yeah, sometimes buddy you Nielsen, got it. Canceller of tours. <laughs> sometimes that hype just gets you going. And I was hearing good things about the singles, even though I wasn't going to listen to them. Yeah, I listened to two of the singles. I believe I listened to The Gathering and I think haven't been doing so well. Yeah, those and then were I the first stopped two listening to all of them. Uh, and then there were like six more that came out after that, right? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> as as is as is the the formula these days. But I was totally thinking like nope, there's no way he's going to capture anything like he did in the past because, you know, he's been on the lower trajectory when he's writing songs about himself like what a loser well how do you follow up such an amazing concept album like no man's land you know that was a great concept where it was it was also educational it did it uh you know it it shared the stories of these women who might not be as well known as they should be you know some of them are music related some of them are just important to women's history uh some of them are just like incredible stories like rescue Anne. uh but uh but yeah, how do you follow up an album like this, right? I know. I, I, and I think, I think, I mean, spoiler alert: you and I like it. But like, <laughs> I, uh, I think you just kind of go all in with like incredible stories about you and your friends, and finding yourself, and learning about yourself, and like, and reconciling with with someone that like you had a falling out with long ago. You know, it's 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 these incredible stories that are not like as open and shut like you would think right like oh you know the track seven is about a reconciliation like okay yeah i mean we've heard songs like that before but have you heard about it in this sense right Right. so we'll get there when we get there was it a true story or not it took me a few listens to be like what is he writing about here what is this supposed to mean it's right there in front of my fucking face you shared that that interview too and like yeah it's a true story but, uh, and, and, and it's interesting that, that track comes right after like two tracks after fatherless too which mm-hmm. is oh what a fucking like Jesus. oh that one two punch dude i know so i'm gonna bring up the lyrics for myself as we go through this oh sure <laughs> yeah there's a lot to digest too and and frank turner uh you know from what we've learned uh you know from his eight previous album he's a fast talker he likes to talk. He likes to he likes to throw in as many lyrics as he can. So this might be kind of dense. You know, there might be stuff to uh, you know digest. So if we need to pause at any point uh, at the end of a song that we need to uh, digest a little bit, just let me know. We got plenty of tracks as well. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be uh, going through the deluxe edition if you want to listen along with us. Um, but the the deluxe edition is twenty tracks long, but we're only gonna go up to track sixteen because the latter four are um, acoustic renditions of. Um, other songs on here but uh yeah yeah they're all on this album 
But um, yeah, so Adam, uh, anything else to say before we get started? Um, how many white stains on dresses are in this album? Because I should probably know that ahead of time. Um, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, mean, I wanted talks, to come up with something clever, but... He talks about Jesus doing cocaine at one point, which was brilliant. But uh, mm. it's, it's not as seeped in metaphor as other Canadian artists that we'll talk about. Right. And, and, and there was something that I wanted to talk about in regards to that. Like, this is how you, this is how you be blunt and not like try hard. Like, Oh, I'm a fucking tough guy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there, um, Frank Turner is great at metaphor, but like when he's trying to tell a story, he's trying to tell the story poetically. Right. He can be as blunt as you want, but you can still be poetic with your words. Good but the, Lord. can we jump into the first track here? Let's do that. Here we go. Are we synced up, Adam? Sinking. All right, sinking the Titanic in three, <laughs> two, one. This is non servium, which is uh, Latin for I will not serve. Whoa, amazing. One, this is like one, the first of two intro tracks, I feel like. <laughs> was not expecting an aggressive punk mongrel horde kind of song. So I was like, Adam, the horde. album's called Frank Turner Hardcore. I know, that's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but mongrel. Horde is a terrible album, so I wasn't expecting to like this so much. But man, he put in he put in the uh, the hooks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a, a kind of a great way to start this album. You know, the album will ebb and flow it's, uh, you know, lyrically, musically. So it's, it's 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 kind of a great way to grab the listener's attention. I felt like, and it's you know it's it's a lot shorter than it feels to. I know it's only like. A, two minutes ish yeah it's yeah. it's sub two minutes but uh oh my gosh it feels like a three and a half minute long song because i'm enjoying myself so much right so uh don't go listen to his other projects because it's nothing as good as this mm. <laughs> he's saving all the good stuff for his solo work which is a good idea yeah so i really enjoyed this i was just like oh my god i want to read everything because there's so much going on in these lyrics here mm-hmm. so um he like kind of hit it out of the park with the lyrics. I didn't think he could do it anymore, especially after the last two No Man's Land albums. We're just mm-hmm. like, yay, life is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if 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 you look at No Man's Land too, and also the fact that he did a podcast about it, and he had like mm-hmm. special guests that were related to some of the people, or in some cases, were related to some of the people that he was talking about in the album. Like that could have been like Homeboy's swan song, right? Mm-hmm. So it's so cool that like he's still continue to write music and it's you know at, at least so far as successful um creatively Ooh, as uh you know over. his previous stuff song is over we are jumping down into like Biblical. what also could have been the intro to this album the gathering i know it's an interesting like this sounds so much more like an opening track yeah, yeah it does this is like the best kind of quarantine 2020 song that i've heard mm-hmm. yet <laughs> when we're all able to get together it's going to be fucking amazing mate mm-hmm. so yeah i mean we were we were expecting most bands to make like a shitty quarantine album mm-hmm. so it's like <laughs> i had to put it through that filter first I'm like nah this is this is fine <laughs> yeah but i love the perspective of this song too like yeah it, it, it does reference that like hey we've all been cooped up for fucking months at this point uh, but like once we're able to all get together again we're gonna t- fucking take advantage we're gonna party we're gonna fucking 
get together and spread like, COVID more, baby. Mm, <laughs> what's the next variant name? Oh man, and that's where we get into the fun tracks about how people that look like him have destroyed the world. But we'll we'll get there. Now. Oh my! <laughs> oh shit! So yeah, I, I I love this. Just like that kind of blues beat. It's so heavy, mm-hmm. and you're just like. I want to see this guy live. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I like how like not every track has to be like a, an emotional gut punch. Like this is emotional in another way, right? This is just a mm-hmm. fun, like it gets you nostalgic for you know parties and things like that. It makes you look forward to when we're able to do those kind of things again, you know, safely. But uh, like it, it's it, it but it's not gonna like tug at your heartstrings, you know, unless you unless partying is like what you miss the most i guess but uh yeah it's not going to tug at your heartstrings the same way like other tracks down the way are going to but it's still just a fun way to start it start us off mm-hmm. <sighs> it's so good and, and i love the lines here about like looking out for one another too because like it's what? not it's not like ignore all the shit that's going on right now and just fucking party because that's what we want to do it's it's about protecting one another it's about like you know looking out for one another, which is what we should be yeah. That guitar solo doing here. It's so fucking good, dude. I don't think I don't remember any guitar solos from the past <laughs> albums. And for what I'm seeing here too on uh, the uh, Frank Turner band timeline, all the same musicians except for the drummer. Mm-hmm. So he's got his. Uh, yeah. uh, I forgot his background band. Frank Solomon Franklin and Turners. The sleeping souls. Mm. <laughs> it's like the That's swallowing souls. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Are you ready to get fucking sad? Mm. Let's do it. <laughs> Track three. Haven't been doing so well. <sighs> the song. It took me a while. It took a while to grow on me. Uh, I wasn't feeling oh, really? it, especially because I knew it was like the first single. I was like, wait a minute. But it, it, it got on me. And I was like, oh, he's talking about going to therapy. I mm-hmm. wonder what that's like. Cool. Adam hates every song about therapy. I know. <laughs> yeah, the introspective, the, the introspection in the song is great too, and you know, juxtaposed to the upbeat music too. Like the way, like, it, it, to me, it was like the the contradiction of how you're supposed to feel versus how you feel on the inside. You know, so it, it's just it's just this great, you know, um, t- push and pull with both the lyrics and the music. And I thought that was a great successful choice. And mm-hmm. it just, it's, it's it's songs like stuck in my head all week long. It's pretty good. And it's just like, hey, can't wait to get out and party again. But for now, I'm fucked. <laughs> I got work to do. <laughs> I'm going to start blaming other people in a minute. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> other people who may or may not have tried to raise me. It's mm. coming, baby. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I, I like this song a lot. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty open and shut as well, right? Like, but uh, but it's still like really well written. It's still like it's catchy as hell. Um, you can tell why it was written to be one of, or you can tell why it was released to be one of the first singles. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's that like there's that fast moving tongue of his, man. Like he's just. He's almost rapping some of these lyrics. It's so it's so interesting that his delivery. Mm-hmm. And that was the fun part about the podcast was kind of getting into his mindset, writing lyrics, and you mm-hmm. know making words fit, which is just like it's that's that's the gift right there. 
So mm-hmm. that gift of gab, baby. And it's weird that he hasn't been as successful. Well, I mean, Until from what now, we're seeing... Now he's going to F- be successful, yes. Yeah, FTHC is on track to be his first number one album, right. at least in the UK. But uh, I hope that kind of translates over here to the West. I know. I mean, he's been number two the last few albums. But uh, that's kind of interesting. But, you know, you can still be sad and successful at the same time. I suppose. Well, I, I, hope, I hope this album is like a turning point, though. At least, I, I, you know, I want... We of course when we discover like you know great talented artists we want other people to recognize their talent as well so mm-hmm. it sounds like that's working and we can yeah. thank the skinny with Mike and Adam for that of course I mean we bumped it to number one he was, No Man's Land peaked at number three in Britain mm. and now he's number that's one that's a shame like it's already been released that he's number one so mm, good, good. <laughs> we did it everyone Frankie alright for untainted track four Untainted Love, love. So now it's I about. fucking love this song, dude. It's pretty good. Oh. The, 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 the perspective of this song being that, like, I feel like I don't deserve love, but I didn't account for the fact that people still love me. I can be as self-destructive as, poss- you know, as possible, whether it's, you know, drugs or alcohol or, or self-loathing or depression, whatever case may be. I But I... Still did not account for the fact that people love me unconditional, un- love me unconditionally, and fuck have I not been there, my friend? Oh my god! It reminds me, I've been telling you to quit cocaine someday, Mike. If you can, it just tastes smells so good, Adam. <laughs> uh, I mean, this this song is on the nose. There is no metaphor whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, why but not again, just even if you read all the lyrics, all the bluntness is mm-hmm. told poetically it there's a through right. line to it it's not like i like i like you on knees you know it's like oh, mm-hmm. fuck, shut up dude <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of cocaine apparently <laughs> <laughs> so and i mean mm-hmm. every old interview i kind of read or heard from him it was all about this where he's just like yeah. blah, 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 blah. yeah fun 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 playing shows but so it's just like I, I get it. I don't know if he had like some sort of near death experience um, through. This I think he just maybe just kind of grew up. I mean, a lot of his music, especially recently, is about growing up and moving past this type of mindset and right. and you know and doing better for yourself. I can't tell people how to think anymore. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. Well, who would have thought that would be a good thing? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I. Maybe I don't know everything. <laughs> That's a big part of growing up, you know, especially when you're like a fucking loudmouth, uh, you know, know-it-all, you know, with a with a fucking platform. Oh, I love this fucking bridge, dude. Oh, I teared up like the first time this song came on and like, right over here, I was like, oh my god, fucking kill me now. <laughs> like you've only like done thousands and thousands of shows, but obviously nobody loves you. You should let them. All right. I mean, they're just there because, you know, they got dragged there by their, you know, girlfriend or whatever. Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we got to see Frank Turner, he's so handsome. It's it's so weird, like, we can't jump into that mindset of, like, nobody loves me, except for the thousands of people that come to my shows. Well, I mean, we, we don't have that perspective, right? But you know, there might I mean, be we, a reason we... coming up in the next song here. Maybe. Oh, Maybe yeah, we right, can talk Adam. about the, the root cause of this. 
Mmm, we're getting into the root cause, baby. Fatherless. Oh, of course, we gotta write a song called Fatherless, right? I was thinking we don't need another song about it, do we? But we did. We obviously mm-hmm. did. <laughs> and we're not done talking about Frank Turner's father figure. But uh, but I, I do like the choice to make this kind of like an upbeat song, too. You know? It's kind of like cool right? juxtaposition, you know, just like in, um, uh, just like in fucking uh, Haven't Been Doing So Well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, growing up without a, you know, proper father figure, you know, it, it's a little bit extreme in this one where he actually ran away from home, or, or he ran like, you know, he was, he was doing shit and like he got shipped off to fucking um, boarding school. school, like yeah. most kids, unfortunately, mm-hmm. in, in England. Can't mm-hmm. deal with you, boy. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. You're not showing. You're not. Re- you're not being. You're not growing up the way I want you to grow up. So, well, and he's talking he's about. Old. He's talking about things that most British people have been talking about but or most british people experience but i think few talk about you know mm. like the real yeah. emotional toll of it it's more just like oh yes i don't have a father figure whatever oh. like that's right, usually yeah. the, the british way of talking about it so he's just like blowing all those social mores out of the water which i'm like i mean let's yes, be honest here man like it. even here in the united states people don't talk about it like it's just it's just now becoming a topic that's you know becoming less and less stigmatized but uh uh, so it, it, you know, being of the age that he is, like he definitely grew up in that time where like you don't mm-hmm. talk about this kind of stuff. So it's just it's just the way it is, right? And then this wonderful third verse here, mm-hmm. comparing himself to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Distant and judgmental father. Mm. I can see what you mean, JC. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great story. Oh right? my god, I love see, it. Again, like you do, you don't need to like be like so steeped in metaphor that like mm-hmm. the, the listener needs to do music, uh, needs to do homework. But like just this right here, it's a you know, it's a it's a fictional story where he had a mm-hmm. he had a conversation with Jesus, another person, another person who had like father issues, <laughs> a right? distant and cold father. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, but your dad's at least watching over you, unlike some of us, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it could border on pretentious, but it, it doesn't. It's yeah, it's, and this is like the great you know la- the last lines here. Like, am I enough of a man? You know, look at me no. now. And then my bad is almost like a whoops. I went too far on that last song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a weird like like connection to it. Yeah, so. it's 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 great to have that kind of uh, barrier in between uh, the mm-hmm. song Fatherless and Miranda too. Oh my god, so. I know. Like and I didn't like this song for a long time. I was just like, "What? There's no point to this song here." Yeah. So initially, you know, before j- diving into the lyrics, like this was one of the songs I was gonna be like, "Okay, yeah, Adam, this song's okay. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it fits the rest of the album." But right. like, yeah, you have to read the lyrics in order to kind of get it. I suppose. And I, I do love this little post-chorus here. Just I guess it's kind of going back into the intro, but I like it. So you know, Heard enough then, from guys who look like me. That was a right. great line. <laughs> they ruined the country. Mm. Adam, did you know that there are other voices out there from people who don't look like Frank Turner? And maybe they, maybe we need to listen to them. Maybe they what? might have different perspectives. You know? I don't know what you're talking about. I'll send you a pamphlet. 
Uh, so yeah, this is just like a fun little punk song. I don't think he's done anything like this in a long time. I mean, he's he's done some really up tempo stuff. Yeah, if you're gonna write a song like this, you're gonna add, you're gonna put it on an album called Frank Turner Hardcore. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I did not want to be my father's son. Hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about the person who was once your father. All right, Adam, why don't you take it away? Tell me a bit about the song Miranda. Well, I didn't know how autobiographical it was because I didn't read anything in the news from November, apparently. When, mm-hmm. uh, he talked about this and turning this into a single. I was just like, oh, my God, it it makes sense in a mm. weird sort of way. But yeah, because I wasn't sure at first if he was talking about like somebody else who had a father come out as transgender. Like, there's no like he would have talked like Frank Turner would have talked about this already if this had been the case. But yeah, but this isn't one of those things that like you want to. This is this is you know something that you want to share delicately, right? I guess not. I guess right, right, and 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 like you, I thought like I didn't know like oh this is autobiographical. He's talking about like you know his own father figure. Uh, who is who's now known as Miranda, who transitioned right. and uh, became a woman. And, you know, so he's talking about and he's, again, being very blunt about their relationship in the past and how she has changed and how mm-hmm. she's changed, not only her demeanor, but like changed who she is really. And like it, she changed like her whole identity. Right. And like that, that means like who she is on the inside. So it's, it's just this great story about like reconciliation, man. And I love stories about old people figuring out who they are yeah better late than never right it's and great. what i love about this story too is like it there it's there's not a resolution to it it's not like oh now we're best friends like the, it, it really is like hey i guess we can kind of start at a new place now right and we can go from there it's like meeting a new person but then you understand also where all of the anger was coming from with his dad with miranda's the, yeah yeah, from yeah miranda's like, point of view. you can see why they conflicted so much mm-hmm. and it's, and now that his dad has kind of accepted who he is, he can accept who Frank is, where they fought yeah. so much like crazy for all those years. And it took. And Frank shares that in an interview um, that we read too. So yeah, it's it's such a f- cool, fascinating, complicated story, right? And it's not, yeah. you know, it's not, you know, there's there's a lot more to it than what's explained in the song too. So well, you know, his dad rec- was like this stuffy British banker dude who I yeah. think. I think has some sort of lineage to like, I don't know, British aristocracy stuff. I don't mm. know, all of the, all of the background with their family, but, you, but there's oh, no Frank way Turner that... comes from royalty. <laughs> huh? Okay. It must be nice. Frank, there must was be something, nice. something like that. I don't know if it was royalty or, but again, like nobody is, is open to hearing about like transgendered issues, especially if you like are 70 something years old now. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's the amazing part and like trying to like hold on to so much control with your children and not being able to accept your your child going into a punk rock kind of lifestyle yeah but then like now that he's in his 40s it's like they can finally have that connection which is just like what the fuck man so good it's a yeah it's 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 a just a great heartwarming story man and like the music and musically too as a song you hear the musicianship in the background like it it it, there's like a hominess to it and i think it fits the song really well Mm -hmm. like even with like this like you know this this 
vocalizing the like it's it sounds like a sitcom like a cheesy sitcom almost and like it but it fits it, it, it really fits the tone of what the song is trying to go for so his his grandfather was a bishop of plymouth his oh, grandfather interesting. was a sir who was knighted sir something so interesting. yeah i don't know how far back those lineages go but. adam are you ready to be sad <sighs> the one two punch of these tracks mm. right mm-hmm. a wave across the bay about losing one of your best friends so I, you know this as soon my first listen as soon as this song was over fucking puddles dude like i like i was at work i was listening to this and like i you know midway through the song i had to grab tissues and not for enough for the reason you think but i had to grab tissues and like i, I, I had tears running down my fucking cheek this fucking song man and then i had to go find the research Mm-hmm. figure out who this person was and again not sure how autobiographical it was or if he's telling a story of a whole bunch of different stories yeah nope it's about some dude from another scottish band that we had never heard mm-hmm. yeah rabbit it's like oh man yeah. it's, it's songs about the uh, scott hutchinson uh he's from a uh, i can't remember the name of the band that he's been with, but uh frightened apparently he was an info excuse say it again frightened rabbit Frightened Rabbit, yes. Apparently, that was a band that meant a lot to a lot of other people because Spanish Love Songs did a song. Dave House did a song. Biffy Clyro did a song about him. Now Frank Turner. Pretty popular in the British scene, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And what better way to describe all that and dealing with that? Mm -hmm. Yep. Lots of you know Frank. Frank's definitely you know. We, we, you and I were close to Frank's age, right? And, you know, so he's singing songs. And, and you know, this is around the age where, you know, you start to lose people. You know, you start to lose, like, parents and grandparents and sometimes friends and luckily, things like that. So. Luckily not Mike, but, you know, others. others. Have I mean, that. one day, man. One day. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm sure everybody will live forever Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone, every everyone I know will live forever, and I will never die. Right, it would be great, just like the no, Mormons wanted. Like... But uh, this is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's perfect. It, the, I, this is definitely a top twelve song kind of candidate here. Yeah, there are a few songs on this album I've already written down as like candidates. So it's def- this is definitely like I, I feel like taking the lead. Mm-hmm. Like this one is personal to me. Like. I couldn't even imagine my fucking mindset of like if I lost you, you know, if I lost my wife, you know, anyone like that who I'm super close with, you know. So it's just I, this this song really captures that that feeling of loss and mourning and that that confusion of like why were why are they gone? You know, we were just we were just hanging out like a couple weeks ago, right. you know. <sighs> Mental health is a fickle beast. Yeah. I love the fucking like overture tone of this. Mm-hmm. I love the 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 fucking somberness of it. I love the background, like kind of almost choir, as if we're at his funeral mm-hmm. at the moment. Oh my god! Like there's this song is fucking perfect. There's yeah. n- there's nothing. I don't I don't feel like you can nitpick anything at this song. I know. You have to just envision somebody flying through the air. 
Mm. And it's just like, man, how do you do that? Like make something that's so awful sound so hopeful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Must be and nice, Frank. <laughs> must be nice to have that gift. Mm. Now the resurrectionists, if we can move on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back into the lack of metaphors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I like self, this self-deprecation at the beginning there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I like this song. It took another one that kind of took a while to grow on me. Yeah, it, it's a little too jangly for for my tastes. I don't listen to a lot of music that's like of this tone. But you know, I think Frank does a good job, and it fits the overall uh, atmosphere of this album really well. And I like on the second verse, he like calls back to that track from Love, Ire, and Song, where he's talking about oh, how yeah. awesome all of his friends are, and we're all just going to be so awesome forever. And now it's just like, um, those people, I, whatever happened to them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of them I talked to, but some of them disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, man, and again, it's, it's so sad. Another, it's another song about like people our age. Sometimes we just kind of grow apart. Become, we, we, we grow old, we grow distant from the people we were once close with. You know, that's happened to you. That's happened to me many a times, you know? Well, Adam, if you ever fucking leave me, I'm going to track you down. <laughs> fucking find you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this is where the podcast had to had to keep us together. So without mm. it, we would have just been like, oh, I used to have a friend, Mike. I'm sure he's, <laughs> I'm sure he's fine now. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that little... And also the fact that we just listened to that album eight months ago, it's still fresh in our minds. I can't mm. imagine if it had been 13 years ago calling back to that album. But Yeah, dude. <laughs> and it's that, so that, epic. That, that's, a, that's a deep cut for the, for the hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. And it's such an epic first track on, on Love, Ire, and Song. Like, my friends, friendship, friendship, friendship. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we're in our 40s now, and one dude got famous, and one got married and yeah, he has a farm now and mm-hmm. i think he tommy is the one where it's like nobody knows about tommy's job description We're yeah sure yeah he's titled <laughs> the whole damn organization it's like, yeah, who it's knows? That, like you brought that up <laughs> like in the last time we talked about frank turner and like oh yep. hey there you go frank turner brought him up too <laughs> I so i think i like this song i'm pretty sure i like this song yeah it's it's another great song about you know becoming middle-aged and it, and it handled it very well. You know, and it sounds like cynical, right? It sounds like like oh, whatever. Old people singing about old people stuff, but like, you know, like losing, like growing, growing apart from your friends is unfortunately something that a lot of people go through. And it's like it's a shitty part of growing up. You have to foster your friendships. You have to foster your relationships. You know. I love punches so much. This is a great fucking song, dude. Punches, baby. This is a great, you know, like kind of like a club anthem, you know? Well, fuck last year. I'm glad it's done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what, Frank? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a pass. You know, I, I know, I know I said like I'm hard out on people writing songs about the fucking pandemic, but you get a pass, but <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. <sighs> Think if about, I, oh my myself. god, look at the, the, the number of, the amount of words he's sticking into this, like, short time <laughs> time span, dude. I love that he has fights with himself, and sometimes I even lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, love that super short chorus. Boom, mm-hmm. we got more story to yep, tell. There's more, I gotta say more. <laughs> we'll save Frank double chorus is, next time. <laughs> yeah, Frank has got, like, a lot to say, dude. 
So, and especially kind of coming out of like resolutioning things with your parents, mm-hmm. your dad maybe, but still like not being perfect yet. It's like, well, that was a good moment in time, and then you lost your friend, and it's like, oh yeah, then everything sucks again, and uh, the, yeah. the, the pacing I always enjoyed throughout this. Yeah, that that I love albums like this where you can tell like the the each track was placed deliberately. Not just for the pacing, but and also to tell it, to tell it, 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 a story about what Frank has been up to for the last few years. Mm-hmm. That kind of helps because we—I felt like I got to know him as a person from the podcast even more so. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it was just more on the, uh, the song about his mom. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's just talk about the family a little bit. <laughs> um, but like that kind of helped. so yeah it's fun to sing along with and it's a lot of words I don't know when he breathes but that's cool (laughs) I I don't need I I don't need breath I guess origami angel I felt I needed breath but (laughs) no but it's it's handled really well here though I I feel like where origami angel wouldn't be able to play these songs live like I I, I think Frank leaves enough of a breath in here too, like he, he he'll still be able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. So I gotta put him on, I gotta put him on the pedestal with the other great songwriters that I'm drawn to, of guys I would want to see live. I know we have to now, but I feel like it would just be a shitty, mosh-oriented kind of thing, unfortunately. But you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll mosh for like five songs and then he'll play a wave across the bay and then everyone <laughs> calms down for a little bit, right? And like, all right, I know that emotional shit. This one's called <laughs> Fuck You, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough of that emotional shit. This song's called I Love My Dad Miranda. <laughs> but uh, yeah, perfect score, track 11. So I think I like this song too. I don't know yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a little yeah. When when surrounded by the rest of the tracks on this album, like I'm a little like, okay, this one's pretty good, I guess. On a lesser album, this would have been like much better. But because the al- the the all the songs preceding it have been so high, you know, I'm gonna nitpick at this one a little bit and be like, okay. But I like the chorus. That's for sure. Chorus is good. To apologize again mm-hmm. no perfect score it's almost like he's and like I- speaking about my album scoring style <laughs> <laughs> well i guess a few albums have a perfect score you know <laughs> at least like 50 or so of them 58 of them now <laughs> yeah I, I love the the sentiment behind this song the i the idea of admitting you weren't you know you you were just kind of like a dumb kid back in the day and like you didn't always know everything right like you know i, I think that's something that we should all reconcile with within ourselves especially as we grow older and uh yeah the, the, I, I love I, I love the sentiment of the song it really just kind of pushes it right over the edge of like uh, giving this song a pass for me yeah i like it it's always the the the, the chorus that reminds me like oh yeah why did i not like this song i don't know <laughs> <clears throat> it's kind of the the jingly verse which he's shown that he has such an expertise with at this point. More than half of them, although 
right. Well, we're getting towards the end, and it gets a little emotional. Oh, it gets it does. Now, now we're just like we're in relationship, uh, relationship time for these last few mm-hmm. tracks, right? Yeah, we haven't really, <laughs> you know, tackled any of that any of that kind of stuff uh, on this album Still. yet. Track twelve, the work. Hmm. I like this song a lot too. Starting you right off too, like again the bluntness. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of those I'll make everything right again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a little bit of work. It's the work that makes it worth it. Yeah, but, but girl, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to be better. I'm going to remember all your cousins' names next time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you know what that's like being being married to someone with mar- a big mar- family. Yeah, married married into the culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, this is a, the the sentiment. Just like the previous song, the sentiment of this is nice, you know, because it, it's not about like, like, oh, I got into a fight with my wife, and now we're and now we're better again. Like, yes. the song is about what it takes to earn someone's trust again, mm-hmm. what it takes to prove to somebody that like, like, oh, I actually do care, and I I apologize for making it seem like I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, the work <laughs> that makes it worth it. That's a that's a fucking great line, dude. Ugh. Do it, girl. And over the next eight minutes, I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it, it's an interesting concoction of a lot of different issues that uh, you know you're gonna go through over the course mm-hmm. of a life, more or less. It feels like a very life-oriented kind of album. Yeah, it really? does, doesn't it? And I think that I, I think that's also what the song is also trying to explain as well. Is that like the work is never done either you know it, it, in, in a healthy strong long-term relationship you like the work you, every single day you put in work every single day you show your partner that you're that you that you love them and you let them know like and, and you let them know in meaningful ways but probably just maybe just by doing the dishes without asking right just by what? cooking them a nice meal or you know just thinking of them when you're at the store and be like oh i saw this I saw this thing and I thought you might like it, you know? So, you know, just little things like that. It's a continued thing. And that's what makes relationships worth it. That's what makes partnerships like worthwhile, you know? And then you got your, your verse steeped in metaphor again, (laughs) or I'm sorry, the the, the bridge steeped in metaphor right here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I like it. Visit the coast in Kent with you on a weekday afternoon. We're both retired. Oh my God. Hmm. Isn't That's that the what fucking we dream, want? dude. It's like, but eight minutes from now, I'm, I'm, I might be on my way. We'll see. I'll make it <laughs> It'll be okay. <laughs> I've already booked my tickets, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, I like it. Yeah, I think right. we've exhausted what we had to say about the song. Shall we move on? To Little Life. Let's go in three, two, one. Little Life. I think this is the only song I'm really hard out on. Hard out, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I mean, suspected I, that this might be like a, a weaker track for you, but um, this could very easily be a perfect album by the end of the year. Hmm. This one, you might like, need to give it a little time. I think so. It might be hitting too close to home, maybe. And I'm just like, oh, oh really? No, fuck you, song. But you know, <laughs> but I don't know what that would feel like. You know, I have an emotionless robotone. That's true, yeah. I mean, Robotone? you literally score Robotone. your albums like a robot. 
with Matt. Robotone, yes. <laughs> really, this song hits too little too close for you? Well, I mean, he's just kind of accepting. Like, here, here we're at, at this 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 place, and we're good. And we can make it work. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't need the big rock star lifestyle girl. We can yeah. go live live in the woods off of your royalties if we have to, and raise our child out here. I'll quit my hardcore band, but we'll live off of your Canadian pop royalties. Wait, different Avril band? Levine? Different different band? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this was song. This song was written for Chad Kroger, and he didn't want it because it's too good. I was going more Bo Boken. Oh, Bo Boken. Oh, yes. nice. <laughs> that works too. That girl, we uh, can make uh, it work. I don't need to. That was what I used to do. Was be in a band. <laughs> mm, I'll even post that on Instagram. Uh, yeah, I love the fucking picturesque nature of this. You know, as somebody who dreams to like one day have a nice little cottage out in the middle of nowhere someday with my the love of my life and you know adam you can come too but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh yeah i mean like the 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 picturesque nature of what's being described here is it's it, it hits me close too because that's, that's my fucking dream man like i, I just want a little life i don't want to be out like in a city in a big city like with a bunch of people around like paris you know. california I know. yeah big city yeah. hugest city <laughs> everyone knows paris but that's where you like the, the the irony of the next track just flushes it all yeah you know? isn't so. that strange yeah complicated so, man that frank turner man i mean his parents didn't have the best relationship for him to that's true right to. <laughs> Well, maybe this song is related to Farewell to My City because, like, he's leaving London for this small, you know, unnamed town for this, right? I guess I could look at it that way. Good night, sweet world. Farewell to my city. As my family is mourning me of pancakes. <laughs> it's finally time for pancakes. Well, to get you closer to pancakes, Adam, shall we move on to Farewell to My City? Farewell to My City. We're just kind of rounding at the end of this song here. So let's go to the last track of the uh, regular part of the album on three, two, one. Farewell to My City. This is it. We have reached the ending. I never thought we'd reach the ending. <laughs> Here it is. The one that neither this thought was coming. I mean, maybe he is writing this to, Eng- to, to London. It's very yeah. possible. I don't know where all these cities that he talks about are. In yeah, we're not to from the, the area, unfortunately. But the... Uh, uh, so, you know, as a song, I, I was initially, like, off-put by this intro. I think really? it's, like, kind of hokey, but... Uh, the way it builds up to where the song ends like is is fucking brilliant so you know on subsequent listens like it it really works well I know and he's really good at keeping track of the number of things like he's he's Mm -hmm. kept track of how many shows he's done Mm -hmm. and when his you know he hits that milestone of certain thousand shows like it becomes a big thing and he's he's released some of those on as albums so you know when he says 7300 days i'm just like i wonder how many days is that in a year that that's like <laughs> that's like 85 years right i, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> give or take that's why but, i said give or take 
but when he's 20 years but walking through that city and the visualization of him remembering all of these parts of what he did at different places is so mm-hmm. cool so yeah cool. and this is something that, that for me personally i have to live vicariously through because i've never felt like a place was my home you know i'd, I'd, I'd never like had roots anywhere where like oh yeah this is where i had my first kiss and like oh this is where i went to school and this is where i got in trouble with by because i was tagging the wall or something like that right so like like i i don't have those kind of stories to tell so it's really interesting to hear these types of stories from somebody who has like deep roots in a in a well-known city like london you know possibility of something more oh my god i think you're right He's just walking away from London. Do you like the way this song is structured? Oh my god, I love it. It's yeah, it's not. It's, it's less of a track. song, just more of like it's hey, it's story time with your old friend Frank. Mm-hmm. And then jump into a big epic chorus. And that's the thing. Like I don't know. It's also because he knows a giant city like London so well. So, you know, to mm-hmm. hear people who know big cities well is always so interesting. And like, yeah. oh, I, I could say that about Riverside, but, you know, who, who gives a shit? <laughs> right, yeah. But, the, you know, it, it, when a big, a city like London, especially if you've grown up there your entire life, I imagine it's part of your identity, right? And that's probably true of, like, people who grew up in, in Manhattan and stayed there their entire mm-hmm. life, or LA, exactly. or Houston, or Toronto, you know, other big cities in the world but the like it, it's it's a great again picturesque way to end the album this is where you're going to end the album but uh it, it it's it's a great fucking farewell to not just the city he grew up in but also farewell to this album because you know i imagine most of these stories took place in london for him um, of for, the, for the most part right so like it's just a great way to like maybe be a swan song of, of sorts it's probably not going to be a swan song he's still got you know lots of music and career to, to ahead of him but uh mm-hmm. yeah dude what a fucking great outro to this fantastic album like first i think knockout amazing album of the year in my opinion mm-hmm. i mean there's under oath and then yeah <laughs> Religious so. people are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to continue on with two of the bonus tracks. This is track 15 with Zeitbeast, Zeitbeast. whenever this Beast. is done. You know, I created a backstory for my dog once. Oh, I, really? never, I didn't go writing songs about it, but I could have. <laughs> but I think I think the Zeitbeast goes into a lot more detail and covers a lot more history. Where I... I, I mean, technically... I mean, Carlos was there during the revolution in Cuba. So he's been around just as long as the Zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but, but he didn't go hang out with all the, the famous people. I always thought, at least for the first couple of listens, like, I thought this Zeitgeist was like a metaphor for like the overall culture of the world. Like young people culture. Because there's so many like I cultural references could. in here. Because yeah, because I think you know it's playing off the word. It's playing off the word uh, uh, zeitgeist. So mm. like you know, and when the zeitgeist gets too overwhelming, you could it could turn into a zeitbeast. Mm. Well, there you go. Maybe I don't like this chorus though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I guess you could look at it that way, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's about his dog. I think yeah. <laughs> his dog's name is Sight Beast. That's so fucking weird. <laughs> uh, that's what I would name my dog if I was Frank Turner. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then you just write a jangly song about it one day that takes like three minutes, and you're like let's record that, put it out on, as a as a bonus track. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I want to hope that like the song like doesn't mean anything, but I think there's some underlying things about culture here. Because he talks about how the Zeitgeist was around in the '70s, bro. <laughs> the Zeitgeist was, what I'm saying. yeah. He's an old soul of a dog. Oh, poor doggo! Just let me die. <laughs> then he went to CBGBs. He hung out with Hendrix and the Yardbirds. Yeah. He went to Studio 54, and then came back to Manchester. So anyway, I guess we'll leave that open to the to the council to tell mm-hmm. us: is it about a dog or is it about youth culture? Skinhead <laughs> council, please, please comment down in down down in the, our Discord. We need help. Please leave your message after with, with you. <laughs> <laughs> so this song gets a pass for you. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. I I, I could do without it, to be honest. I, I, I feel like it really takes the wind out of like the emotional gut punch that is like a. I needed um, something fun by this point, Mike. Something okay. fun. I get it. I get it. Because the next track is not fun at all. It's not. <laughs> maybe Holy if shit. we. Maybe if they. Maybe he. If he swapped the placement of fifteen and sixteen, maybe that would feel a little bit better. Like maybe, maybe. ended on this like dopey little Zeitgeist song and then like maybe the song after Farewell to My City could be like the another emotional gut punch well then make your own playlist I will <laughs> damn it you can totally do that and it'll be okay I have that technology <laughs> right because <clears throat> uh, the house where I was raised how many more seconds until that song comes in about 40 <laughs> I've, yeah I've got like 40 seconds left do you want to just go ahead and move ahead let's do it let's do it yeah I got nothing else to say about the song in 3 2 1 the final track of this track by track review the house where I was raised I mean this could have fit easily into the album yes right? yes 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 maybe I mean Farewell to My City is such a great closer sounding song so I don't know where mm-hmm. this would have fit but I feel like this could have been like a perfect like middle track right maybe like right after miranda or close to miranda since we're talking about like that part of his life anyway right it could have if they had swapped this for my bad maybe (laughs) that would have been interesting Mm. yeah i think my bad like serves its purpose though right because this is definitely a storytelling narrative like it's connecting something Mm -hmm. but there it is as just the bonus tracks it's like well you can Make yeah, conclusions. it's definitely one of those bonus tracks that I wish was part of the uh, the standard edition. But uh, but uh, if you if you haven't listened to the bonus track, like definitely seek out this song. I think it's uh, Adam and I both feel like it's worth it. Um, yeah, it's it's telling a telling another important story. You know, mm-hmm. talking about talking about planting your roots, man. He's literally mm-hmm. talking about the pl- the the house that he lived in for most of his life. Like yeah, coming after fatherless, this would have been this would have been all right. Yeah, because you know it's that other it's that other part of growing up, right? He had like the negative aspect of growing up, and then now he has all these like complicated and somewhat positive memories of like growing up as well. <sighs> I spent a lot of time near the house that I technically 
grew up in when I lived、mm-hmm. in my old house, being that it was one street away, and I would walk by it and I would look at that house and remember very formative years from like nine to thirteen. Just like that's exactly what I can envision when I listen to something like this. It's like there was a family there. It got really shitty. The family ended. It's like、mm. all right here in this tiny little like nine hundred square foot house that was、mm. built in nineteen fucking eighteen seventy three. I don't know. It was early eighteen seventy three. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's like, but so much happened in five six years. It's so crazy to think about. So time moves I, fast, my friend. So I had to put that to rest and leave that house in the dirt. But those memories, holy fuck, they're still there. So this song just is a perfect way of telling that story, and I love it. Yeah, I always lament, you know, songs like this because, you know, like I mentioned, like with with the city. Wait, what's the name of that song? The the fuck、uh, farewell to my city. Like, I don't have like roots. You know, I've moved too much in my life. Like, like、mm-hmm. I was somewhat of a mili- military kid, but、um, uh, you know, I I also, I I also don't associate my Childhood with like a single house either. Like we moved、mm. so much, even、right. like in my elementary to middle school years. Like we moved like three times. So like I, you know, and and something like that can like affect your social standing as well. Because like I didn't have like a lot of friends, and then I moved to somewhere else where I had to change schools. And like again, I didn't have any friends because I don't know anybody, right? But、uh, so it's you know so. I guess the closest I would have is like whenever I move from this house one day. Right, like I, I say, like, Paris. Paris is that city for you. I guess so.、House. I guess you don't have to be a kid to like, you know, to have these type of memories. Like I have, like my, most of my adult life, I lived here since 2010. Know. You know, that was when your life started. If you really think about it, absolutely, Adam. Everyone <laughs> knows your life starts when you're in your early 20s. Yeah, don't worry about childhood. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I never think about my childhood. <laughs> Just throw it on the fire with everything else from the past.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll do it, Adam. So、uh, thank you. Know, you. The, the album moves on to the、uh, acoustic tracks, but、uh, we're going to end it right here, Adam. What are your final thoughts on Frank Turner Hardcore? Gotta go. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fifteen out of sixteen. Fifteen out of sixteen. <laughs> Good God! I don't. <clears throat> I can't say anything else. That I needed or wanted, I—it's exactly what I was hoping for.、Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing. Yeah, I, you know,、it's、I、amazing. went into this album little trepidatious because I love No Man's Land so fucking much.、Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of being like, oh, well, I guess this one will just be a bunch of uptempo songs, right? And you know, I guess I don't know why I was thinking that because you know. All of his prior albums, I fucking love too. So、uh, you know, but you know, when you love an album so much, you're nervous for the next one, and you know, because how can it live up to that? It, it doesn't quite, li- quote unquote, live up to No Man's Land because I think No Man's Land is its own thing.、Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's almost like it's almost as if No Man's Land was like a side project, in my、right. opinion. It's like a compilation album when I think about it. So, yeah, it's so yeah. weird, but.、Eh. Yeah, so that's why I was worried. Like, he's gonna go back to writing songs about himself, and is he gonna have anything, <laughs> anything to say anymore? Turns out he's got plenty to say. There, that that well has not dried up in the slightest. So, well, yeah, even in, like in that article where he's, you know, his dad told him in 2015 that he was starting, he, he wanted to start transitioning, and 
Mm-hmm. Frank Frank just would like shrugged it off. Yeah, like, he's oh, like, okay, yeah, good yeah, for whatever. you. And it wasn't until like four years later when he finally met his mother or his father as a woman that it was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> like really settled in. Like this is for real, and this is like a whole different person. So yeah. like, as soon as I started thinking about that and like how incredible that must have been when you have such a terrible relationship, like I, I just can only say Mike could have a similar. <laughs> a similar story go someday. Okay. Mike could have go there? <laughs> similar story someday. I don't know. Hey, you know, <laughs> as as much as my relationship with that man is like pretty deteriorated, like it's 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 almost non-existent. Like it's it's it literally is like I just see him because he's my he's my window to see my mother. My mother doesn't have independence, she doesn't drive. So like the only way to see my mom is to like go through him. So right. like that, that's in more than pretty one much in more than one way possibly someday oh my god <laughs> no I mean, but I, I i really i mean i of course i'm not him i can't look i can't i don't know if there's any sort of like weird repression in his mind i imagine there might be because you know he, because of who he is but like i don't think it's to this extent but it, it you know there, there there's a, there's always that um now we're just talking about my dad now. There's always, now there's, <laughs> there's, more, always that, <laughs> there's always that um, never say never aspect to any thing in life, right? There, it's mm-hmm. never like, there, 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 nothing is ever really set in stone. So if I were ever to have like a positive relationship with him one day, like I don't know what that would look like. He would have to like completely change as a person and not like, not in a transition sense. I mean like his, he needs to open up his empathy. He needs to, understand that like his way of thinking is just flat out wrong and toxic and evil in in a lot of ways right so it's like he has to really come to a perfect cover-up for a lot of problems going on underneath the surface yeah and i'm not and and again i'm not going to claim that like there's any sort of like repression uh involved in i think i just think i i honestly i i think what what the case is, is that he's just a very impressionable person and he thinks he's doing the right thing by like believing democrats feast on the blood of children which is a real thing he believes <laughs> well yeah but, just like um, i'm i'm doing my you know I'm, my short-sighted view is that all people who love trump are secret secretly transvestites or transsexual it's it's like <laughs> it's it's a very true and apt uh possibility that we all need to really think about here and again nobody is smarter than me and adam you know we know <laughs> everything about everything but yeah so i mean like that's kind of where i sit on that kind of thing like because if, if if we were to if i were to glean any sort of like similarity between my life and uh you know frank turner hardcore it's it's that it's that like there's a never say never aspect to life in general and should i have in the future a positive relationship with that man then i guess it's possible but like i don't see that happening because based on what I know about him. He is the most stubborn person I've ever met in my life. And he is so stuck in his ways that he's never going to give that up. No matter how much evidence you point, you point his way, no matter how much like, like con you know, evidence to the contrary, or even just like moral uh, arguments you throw his way. Like he's never going to stop believing the the harmful things that he believes in. That's just where our relationship is. And like, I'm, I don't want that part of my life. I'm not going to allow my family to be a part of that. 
I'm going to enjoy listening to this in three years when Mike's written his, mm-hmm. own, his own song. My father is Miranda these days. <laughs> Michelle. It would he be used, Michelle. Would it? He used to be a bigot, but now he's really, really gay. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have two fathers. I but, have uh... so many fathers. I thought Adam was the only weird one. But now my dad is gay. Mm, 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 mm. What a beautiful song you wrote for me. Because like what's 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 better, learning this when you're in your 40s or going through what I did when you were five and like being like, what the fuck? I think 40s is better in all reality. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> 40s is better. I mean, like, I don't know how you were raised when you were five, whether or not, like, you know, homophobia was a part of your culture or anything like that. But, like, it was no. a huge part of my culture. So, the same thing that, you know, like, if my one of my parents, like, came out to me when I was your age, I would be so fucking confused and, like, resent them and think that they were going to go burn in hell where they belonged, you know? You're going to burn in hell. And Speaking of burning in hell. Adam. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> Metallica. They wrote some music. Uh, oh, man. So, yeah, we didn't get to talk about Master of Puppets very much last week. So. No. Right. Yeah. So uh, we, we kind of skipped that out because we were planning on doing a second, recording a second part and, and like, miscommunication. Really, I'm really unhappy that you changed the subject over this. But anyway, I can talk about Master of Puppets. Oh, you're, is there anything you're else ready. you wanted to add? If you're no, ready. No, no. Is there anything cool. else you want to add? <laughs> If you're too uncomfortable talking about your dad finally coming out of the call, <laughs> <laughs> which is never going to happen because even if there is anything lingering there, he is too stubborn and too homophobic to ever like, you know, admit it. But uh, anyway, did you, was there anything else like anything no, about like no. Frank Turner hardcore though? No, I, I think we've said our piece. It's great. I look forward to re-listening to it and comparing it to other albums to see if anything can overtake it by the end of mm-hmm. the year. Is, is it going to be in my top 10? Yes, absolutely. One down for my bets. But uh, we need that. Well, yeah, we got we still got the men singers and uh, and Brian Fallon to to come out as well. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So uh, yeah, I, so I I did since, since I wasn't prepared for the Metallica discussion last time. I'm thoroughly prepared this time. Oh, um, so I, I went back in time and I revisited my history with them as well. And obviously, are you? Are, do you want to hear that now? Do you want to talk about the albums first? Oh, whatever you feel like is better flow for the show, my friend. Okay. Well, yeah, because I, I, I know. Um, so 10th grade was my first time hearing the Black Album. Uh, ah. you know, my, my friend Chris, the one who launched my Nickelback journey uh, some years later. <laughs> don't trust um, you Don't trust <laughs> he would He would play that, uh, you know, uh, Recipe for Hate by Bad Religion and the Black Album by Metallica in his car. And I've suddenly realized like, Oh man, I'm, I'm a heavy metal music liker. How about Mm. that? So um, that was 95, 96 ish. And then load came out in 96. And I remember really, really liking the track until it sleeps, which we'll get to um, in a couple weeks. And so then that was all, that was all I knew of Metallica at that point. I I eventually bought the black album on CD um, and, and then it became part of of me learning drums in 1999 through 2000. Hell yeah. So I would I would play those songs and learn those. And then in my days of jamming with boomers who were into roots rock, um, <laughs> one of them brought over when we were jamming once. He brought to my house the Injustice for All album, 
and Ooh, left and left it left it at my house and I and I had it for several years after that but I didn't really like purposely to like I, to let you borrow it for a long I don't, time or what? I, I don't think he was interested in it anymore so he just kind of oh, was I like see. oh I just accidentally forgot it and it stayed in my in my room for a while. So when I started playing drums and I was like, okay, well I've, I've mastered the black album. Let's see what other Metallica albums sound like. And that was when I kind of turned on and justice for all. And with, with uh, the sound of blackened being so different from anything I had ever heard um, from, from Metallica, I was like, I was just sucked into that, even though like in hindsight, production wise, that album is its own thing. Um, but Cameron and I like really, really like glued ourselves onto blackened and the title track from that album. And that was about all you can listen to. That was like 20 minutes of music right there. And pretty much. Yep. You had to flip, you had had to flip the cassette tape at that point. (laughs) So I, I didn't get into the rest of the album until sometime later, but I was always thinking like, man, blackened is like the, the most heaviest death metalist wow fucking incredible track and again this was before listening to anything else no no grunge music at this point i had only listened to my adult contemporary stuff uh my nickelbacks and uh and 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 appetite for destruction i was listening to uh, Mm -hmm. with this so then i was just like well i think i need to go back and i like the tracks for whom the bell tolls and fade to black. So that was when I jumped in to ride the lightning and we fell in love with fight fire with fire. And we would jam on for whom the bell tolls like all the time. Cameron learned that bass riff and we would just like play it with no vocals. Nice. And, <laughs> so, and yeah, this was six before, tracks though. Six tracks. This was before you could look up Cliff Burton on YouTube and see how he was playing things. So Cameron had to like learn it from scratch basically yeah you said that like you guys were try you tried to look up the tabs or something or yeah. did you like buy the tabature at like a guitar center or something or what at that point you could get it online i remember cameron like, oh, okay. bring, bringing over like pages and pages of metallica tablet tablature <laughs> and trying mm-hmm. to learn these songs um and it turned out when we finally did see some live cliff burton stuff cliff burton's bass was like 10 frets longer than Cameron's was. <laughs> so like, you see where the dots are like, like his bass keeps going where your bass <laughs> is for like a baby to, to burn bass. On. <laughs> so we're never going to be Baby's able to first bass. <laughs> yeah. So you can never, we always were wondering like, you can't play it in the same octave. Even if you plug in a distortion pedal and everything, it just always sounded off, but it's like, Oh, that's why. And also Cliff Burton is probably like the best bass player to ever live. So, you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so that was most of 99 and 2000 was like getting like just listening to those three albums. And then I was just like, I think it's time for, for uh, Master of Puppets because I knew I liked that track, but I don't think I had heard very much else. And then like, yeah, most of early 2001, I remember driving to Cal Poly, listening to Master of Puppets a lot just being like, wow. Like I, when you hear the black album, you never would have thought the band sounded like that, especially for like five years of listening to the black album at that point. So it was like so heavy and so just speed, that speed metal stuff. And you just like, you had that thought of like, yeah, I'm an underground music fan. I'm like, it's no just like, it, ever heard it, of Metallica. <laughs> it's just like clicking that part of my brain was just like, people don't like this because it's too heavy. They like the, the, the now Metallica. That's all like mainstream, but like, no, this was. And so like master puppets always became like that perfect balance of like what 
the band was at their purest. Mm. And this will this will always be my favorite album oh, of, cool. of the journey. I'd say Black Album is their best, but this would be my favorite. Well, I'm so edgy. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, when I was l- listening through Master of Puppets uh, for my for my week, and also to keep me sane while I was listening to fucking Silverside <laughs> Up. <laughs> yes, I was wholly impressed at like the 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 refinement of this sound pri- from mm. you know, when compared yes. to the prior two albums like yeah Ma- master of puppets is a great fucking sound starting it off a fucking battery is a Ooh, fucking banger ass song mm-hmm. orion that epic fucking eight Ooh. minute instrumental track is amazing it's yeah so it's good it's, yeah it's just a great album that like even though there's like a shortish turnaround between the previous two albums and this like mm-hmm. you, you, the, just that level of instrumental mastery in that short amount of time is just astounding to me and yeah there is like a sameness to it when you compare it like this is maybe like especially directly to like ride the lightning but mm. like the songwriting um the the overall songwriting and music composure and master of puppets is so much better mm. Right. It's almost night and day. Like you, you if to on first listen, if you listen, I would say I would say like to the layman's ears. If you were to listen to Ride the Lightning and then immediately start listening to Master of Puppets, you'd be like, "Oh, this is like you know the same album or whatever." If, but if you like really deep dive into like the the, the transitions between each of the very different parts of There's each of those so songs, oh so yeah, much. absolutely. Like one song like starts off one way and it will end completely different. Right. And that's, I mean, that's like part of the Metallica full formula, but like the way it like it weaves you through, it takes you on this journey. It's almost like a mm. fantasy almost. Right. Right, And then you just, and, and Kirk Hammett, I always forget how incredible of a guitar player that dude is. Oh, absolutely. And like, Oh yeah. Especially after like all these years of absorbing music, I, I didn't have anything to compare it to. It was just like, Oh yeah, that's, that's what guitar players should sound like. That's I'm sure they all sound like that. And then you realize like, <laughs> no, nobody else sounds like, like this stuff did in, in the eighties Metallica time with his solos. And it's just like, how did that even happen? It's so mind boggling. So, yeah. And, 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 you know, this is also during a time too, when solos are get, when solos are just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. But like the solos tell a story here. Yes. And, um, yeah. And then you got your, your bass solos in Orion, which are incredible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Just, just the, the amount of creativity of telling the story through the music and taking the listener on that same, like epic fucking mind fuck of a journey mm-hmm. uh just told through the music again though you know lyrically it it's it's what it is right it's it's the same kind of like tough guy stuff but like whatever i mean it's it, it's about going crazy it's about drugs it's about ptsd i mean it's yeah, yeah. it's some anti-religion stuff there you know yeah but it's <laughs> it's it's the, it's what you would expect from mm-hmm. them like especially from what they've from the foundation that they've it's not Nickelback Set. Tough Guy. I mean, that's a yeah. whole that, that's a whole different Nickelback type of tough, tough Guy <laughs> is a fucking different story. But like Metallica Tough Guy is like is you know again this was the eighties too. So this the, like Metallica was almost what they're twenty three years old at this point. Yeah, they're twenty three years old <laughs> in the eighties. So like this is and, and they were basically reinventing rock music at this point mm-hmm. too. So like it, it it is what it is lyrically, and you know of course songwriters have 
iterated and have been influenced by this in the decades to come. But uh, so, you know, you, you have to take it, you have to take that context for what it is. So, you know, going from that and then jumping into and justice for all this past week, again, thank you for saving my fucking sanity <laughs> for listening to this alongside the long road. I was, I was really wondering what you would think about this one. Cause this is not one of my favorites. Um, this one again, in, the in talent, hindsight, I, I loved it when I first heard it, but then yeah. over time, it's just like, the, the the glimmer definitely rubbed off <laughs> yeah so you know maybe it is the fact that i'm like listening to these so close to one another mm-hmm. but i you know i can see myself after what is it, like a three-year break is it uh, 86 to 89 and you know cliff burton died in that horrific bus accident right. yeah. in freaking switzerland um and then the band, you know, again, 23 years old, like now let's, let's grieve through alcohol and figure mm-hmm. out what the fuck we're going to do. And, you know, like I, I'm surprised that they were able to get an album out so quickly, but I think right, that was yeah. part of that grieving. <laughs> yeah. So there, I mean, there's definitely some history to, to, to research on when you're, when, when you're looking up a band like this and you know, what happened in between albums, mm-hmm. but yeah, a lot happened in between, um, uh, and justice for all and master of puppets but uh i mean talent wise the music the music is there um I, and i listened to the um um the remastered version so uh yes. on spotify so like i didn't hear anything like that was out of the ordinary so maybe yeah. you know with the context of the time that it came out maybe that maybe that'd be different but i have heard that like the original version of and justice for all is a little rough but, uh, right what i was reading since there was some good information on the wiki page about it um like basically they were working with the producer they didn't they didn't purposefully turn down jason like to make him inaudible but james, yeah that's what it was yeah james the, the and bases, all, like yeah so james thought that jason's bass was too like it just went with the rhythm too much. So he told the, like the engineers, not even the producer, not even Fleming Rasmussen, the producer, they told the engineers to like, take it. He said, take it as low as it'll possibly go. And then three decibels lower than that. Oh, <laughs> and that's, and that's what I want. And, it, and he said like in hindsight now, like after all those years of touring, both him and Lars's hearing ability was royally fucked when they were working on that album. And um, like the Fleming Rasmussen was busy doing other projects. So James and Lars were doing majority of it. Mm. Um, and so that's, that's what they really kind of say was the reason behind it because like they weren't hearing right at all. <laughs> like they, and they didn't have anybody else <laughs> well, telling them. If, that, well, that if anything, the turn the bass up then. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then when they did the remastering, they, they didn't want to mess with, like the original sound too much because like he said, he said just, just like with the snare drum on St. Anger, he was like, those weird things that we look back on and cringe are part of the band's history. And mm. we, we don't want to change that at this stage. And I'm just like, I can kind of respect that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I guess from a, from a preservation and artistry standpoint, I guess mm-hmm. I understand that. Um, that but I do have to say, Jason Newsted, even in the remastered, not as good of a bassist as oh, uh, no. you know Cliff Cliffy, but right. uh, well, and, but, and, you know, and according to like the engineers, like when they like the bass that was originally on there was really good, and then James was just like, nope, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down. <laughs> I, I, like we don't we don't need it that much because my my guitarist is, is taking up like whatever level they're at, and sure. so yeah, so I mean you, you'll definitely 
when you get to the black album, it's like, Oh, there's all the instruments and the way it's okay. supposed to sound. Oh, and, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But, but um, it's as so far as polished, but anyway, but the songs at least. <laughs> yeah. So the, the songs are pretty decent. And again, you know, there, there's some stuff that I can make fun of because I've, I've been making fun of the chorus of and justice for all, all my life. Uh, so to hear it in the context of the, of the album is much better. Of course, right. um, blackened, great fucking intro. Whew, that um, guitar intro, like that changed my world. I was just like, mm. Holy, it's just that. And then that. Imagine you're 19 years old and you're hearing mm. that for the first time. Yeah. It's just like, this is my band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My underground band. Yeah. <laughs> my underground band that nobody knows about. All the, all the people like the newer stuff, but I like, this is some heavy metal <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> no one's ever heard of injustice for all. Uh, so I would, no. I would sit and I would play all, the, I would play blackened and justice for all. And then one, like over and over again on my drums. Like those, those were what taught me drums was playing along with those tracks. So I had, I absolutely love the pacing of the song one. Oh, it's it's finally like something different, you know, (laughs) right. (laughs) Took four fucking albums. So like, we're finally got, you know, something with like pacing and like, and that was their first That was their first music video, their first like MTV obviously video but first like radio single i think yeah and I you can tell was, too like it, there, there was definitely like a and grammy nominated track yeah, as yeah. well <laughs> great it, it, and it's a great song you know again like i can't i can't speak to like the pacing of it like enough it's it's really really good but mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's a good song uh but you know i i start again it might be the fact that I'm listening to these albums week to week to week, but uh, uh, like it, it, I'm starting to feel the length now. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, okay, 65 well. minutes. Yeah. Five, six and seven. I mean, that's, that's like 20 minutes altogether of yeah. tracks. It's just like, but then you get into the, the, the instrumental track, which I mm-hmm. always enjoy to live is to die. Uh, it, nothing will ever match Orion, but that's still a pretty serve, pretty awesome. Yeah. But you can Track. you can tell the formula is there now, right? Mm-hmm. We're, like we're gonna we're gonna front load the album with all of our fucking heavy hits, and then we're gonna yep. we're gonna put them we're gonna put like the 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 hidden gems in the middle and then we're going to have a gigantic instrumental track that'll that'll let you know when the cookies are done when it's over right. uh, and then like and then our big epic closer right a, f- a okay. five minute speed metal song about your parents. yeah so the formula <laughs> is there so at this point i'm ready to move on i'm ready to see what the what the black album has to give which apparently yes. is a huge you know departure well departure at least from yeah. what's, I mean, what's were, come before they were already like a very big band who just like went all out on the black album and made it, you know, again, polished radio hits. I mean, the radio mm-hmm. was ready for them by this point. So it's like, can you say these songs were radio friendly? I, I don't know, but <laughs> I mean, if you ask we, we, X1039, the Inland Empire's best. Yes, you can. <laughs> but in 1991, I don't know how radio friendly some of this stuff would have been considered. So no, this is the and, devil music and you will go to hell if you listen right. to any of these songs. But you, but you know, you got the unforgiven, which I always thought was one of the coolest songs they ever did. I mean, nothing else matters is a hardcore ballad that even James Hetfield was like, I never want the band to hear this song. And then, and then I did. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, and I think like 
I mean, this is this is an eleven out of twelve album for me. Um, Ooh, hell yeah! Yeah, of Wolf and Man, I think is the only track I don't like on this. But you know, like, there's some really heavy stuff on here that you probably haven't heard because you. I, mean, I know you, you know all the singles, um, but like Holier Than Thou is a pretty heavy song. Through the Never is kind of a cool song. Um, the God That Failed. I don't know if you ever heard that one. I might have. the The title doesn't. Um... The, okay. the, t- the title doesn't ring anything in my head. I think it's looks like it was a single. Yeah. Like a later single, but that song is really good. And then it, it ends really good on, on the last two tracks. Um, nice dude. So yeah. For and, me, you know, looking at the, looking at the track times too, it's not like create too crazy at least, which is good. 60, 62 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least like nothing's like eight minutes or more. Right. right? Like, but no, it's no instrumental like it's track. Paced well. No more instrumental tracks. That was the end of that. Yeah, so, so I'm looking forward to uh, this one, this big seminal album for this band. So and, and still yeah, enjoying the, my the time. symbols, the symbols. I mean, you've you've heard the singles, but they're um the symbols are so crisp compared to where they were at. It's it's almost jarring at first, but mm. then like you, it all kind of comes together and is like, oh yeah, this is the Metallica we've all come to know and love with yeah some 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 tracks that I hope you enjoy that are buried in there. No, I, I, I very much think that I will because, you know, this is I, I'm enjoying the first four of their albums um, so far. And I wasn't expecting to. I was, I was just going to be like, oh, OK, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> but no, I, it, it holds up. And, it, right. and I'm, so I, like, that, that was what I'm surprised at the most. So obviously, like half the fans fell off by the time the Black Album came out. But then, the you know, a bunch of new fans came on. Obviously, if you were a kid in 91, like take, this, yeah. if you were 11 preteen like this was your first metallica album there was you mm-hmm. weren't listening to the older stuff at all this was the one that you finally heard on the radio so it was most people's introduction to this band because and, and then like a whole new crop of fans came in so like all the old metalheads were gone and all of the new ones were, were taking their place and then you know five years later when you get to load we'll have an interesting discussion about that album. <laughs> which i always felt i mean that that one like like almost killed the band obviously <laughs> right yeah i always thought it was pretty good but i'm gonna look forward to listening to it again Alrighty. well i am not looking f- i was not looking forward to the long road <laughs> the load um but Pants uh, around your feet <laughs> whatever that song we can just fucking talk about that song right now that song fucking sucks it's yes, uh, it dude i love sex i love having sex <laughs> with people that i love this song is this song makes me hate sex. <laughs> it's fucking gross uh-huh. and it's misogynistic and it's just the fucking, a, a guy who thinks he's tough trying to act tough. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking stupid. What a fucking dumb wet fart of a song. Part of me wants to believe that it was co-written by somebody else, but it's, it, nope, the whole band wrote it. So nope. <laughs> they but all the, have credit on it. <laughs> but the, so I guess the only positive I have to say about the song flat on the floor i think is a pretty good intro like it's the heavy intro that never again thought it was going to be but like at least this one's not about anything Mm. right but like whatever someday is a good song (laughs) someday is a good song like it's it's the uh it's the how you remind me of this album Mm -hmm. i think do this anymore was the only other track that i was like yeah yeah so the first three tracks are like pretty decent right like it, it peaks at someday but the rest of the album is just like, it's the same fucking boring ass Nickelback 
Right. And feeling that means nothing. Feeling way too damn good is such a hokey like girl. I'm going to write a song about how we are always so good when we're together. Which I recognize. (laughs) And I went to go look it up. And apparently I was a single with a music video and everything. And then two tracks later, I'm going to be. I'm going to be shoving my (laughs) fist up your asshole. More or less. More or less. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, And like, you know, see what the show is a fucking wet fart of a closer. Whatever. This album sucks, dude. Can you please release me from this? I don't want to do this anymore. Five more albums to go. (laughs) I hate it. I think I've listened to uh, all the right, wrong reasons. I don't even know what the name of it is anymore. I listened all to the it. right reasons. And the <laughs> song I'm, is called Fight for All the Wrong Reasons. I think I'm about six listens in, so I'll be done with it soon. Look at this photograph. Oh, I realized like that track and Rockstar, like I know those songs. And I oh, also know fuck. I also know like Saving Me and Far Away and If Everyone Cared. But Photograph and Rockstar are two of the most ridiculously terrible songs I've ever heard. So I'm like, I'm going to skip over these songs, but Mike can't skip over these songs. Oh God. <laughs> I'm sure you took a lot of joy in, in realizing that, didn't you? Yep. Man, right, Rockstar. Well, we're going to have to start this tomorrow, but Rockstar whatever. is so bad. It's so bad. And photograph I remember is so hearing stupid. That. I've never seen the music video for that. And I was like, okay, wow. all right, no, go back. And what I was reading was like their, their album sales and everything were like, dwindling they were coming down and then they released rockstar as a single and like middle america just fucking catapulted oh this, my god this i will never to, understand it dude it's so weird like that song brought them back into everybody's like forefront again and it's like why that doesn't make any sense <laughs> but the lyrics are the worst part of the entire album don't you think <laughs> oh yeah absolutely they are yeah like because you're gonna have a again, good time with animals animals is a lyrical like <laughs> okay beautiful, beautiful <laughs> shitty like girl we're like just so cool and and then your dad's here and like then he's like i bet i bet what does he say i i won't tell them or something about like not letting them know where i've been kissing it's like ah oh, <laughs> <laughs> and again i love kissing in the nethers right right but right. when this motherfucker <laughs> starts like turning it into that fucking gross shit like mm-hmm. oh god whatever dude <laughs> I'm, I'm holding out for the later albums to really surprise me no you're I mean, not <laughs> you're, you are a liar <laughs> daniel said that you know he knew parts of dark horse which is the album afterwards and i'm gonna be like I know one song on that album if today okay. was your last day but other than that it doesn't look familiar from oh something in your mouth. That's the opening track. <laughs> oh, oh! I don't. I don't think I know that song, so I'm going to look forward to that one. Oh but God, I'm, Adam! This is not, the worst thing you've ever done to me. I'm not I mean starting that. it. I'm not starting it until until next Friday because I won't. I won't be listening to it when I'm in the mountains. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. Don't listen to that in front of your kids. <laughs> no, but I mean that, dude. Like you and I have had a great relationship over the years. This is the worst thing you've ever done to me. I swear to God. <laughs> I, I think you might be right. I've said some really hurtful things about certain types of you know things throughout your life. But sure. this this is this is the worst. Of this it. is the worst. This wow. is the worst. Oh and, God, this I can't stand this anymore. And I'm fucking what four <laughs> albums in? I can't fucking yes. stand it, dude. Oh shit. I want you to know because I'm go- I'm right there with you. I don't want to listen to it either, 
but I'm, I'm no doing one it said just you like, had to, buddy. I'm doing it because I want to have the, the comparison, <laughs> the contrast uh-huh. there. Because I, I feel like one of these albums is going to be like, man, that was a good album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really holding out for that, but I guess you are. You got you're you're a lot more positive on it. Than I am. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Don't don't listen to the long road. I mean, listen to someday. I'm sure there's like a greatest hits somewhere out there for Nickelback. Mm-hmm. Just there listen is. to that. So no, don't listen to that one either. Hey, but I mean, again, someday it's a pretty good song. Good song. You know? Good song. Yeah. How and, and there's, and, good and song. there's there's a track on uh, on all the wrong wrong reasons. Uh, uh, far away i think it was that sounds sure. good yeah okay. far away really good song I, I had heard it on the radio way back when but i listened to it now i'm like oh this is this is my jam but the rest of this can burn a <laughs> fucking tire fire here <laughs> yeah oh i hope that you guys didn't burn this burn your favorite podcasting service down in a tire fire because uh, we had a good time still <laughs> fthc definitely go uh, go check that out if you haven't already and then go check out you know no man's land by frank turner as well we also did a track mm-hmm. by track on that uh last year and then go f- check out the rest of frank turner's albums because we think he's great uh adam do you have any uh you know any any, any final words on frank turner and his music before we that's, that's uh, leave for the day I, that's all i have so far look forward to our december discussion mm. early january discussion <laughs> absolutely yeah welcome to the top 10 albums of the year frank turner i can safely say that i can i'm sure but mm-hmm. uh yeah uh and, and that'll do it for this week's episode uh not quite sure what we're going to be do for, doing for next week's episode but i guess the big 400 is coming up pretty soon we should mm-hmm. probably talk off air what we're going to do about that but uh it's like we'll figure it out We'll figure out 420 a lot easier, but 400 seems complicated. Are you planning on getting me high? Like, what? Do, what, what is this? You, you've got this all figured out already. Yes. Yes. I oh, do. really? Dis- dispensaries. There are many dispensaries in the city that I live in, unfortunately. Right. It used to be a residential town. Now it's Mike, just weed. Mike, can I film you while you eat these gummies? And I want your, <laughs> I want your delicious, lovely expression and i'm gonna film these unassuming really cool. gummies that like are, they just look like haribo gummies oh sure i love haribo gummies <laughs> surely my best friend wouldn't trick me into doing something right. that i don't want to do put this camera right in front of your face and just get your expression <laughs> the whole time this is normal this is normal <laughs> but yeah we'll figure out what to do for the next episode and for episode 400 uh, and that'll do it for this week hope you guys enjoyed again go check out frank turner and all of his music and frank if you're out there we love you man we love you but uh, you. for my co-host adam i am your co-host mike and like we say every single time we meet our transgendered <laughs> former father for the first time like i knew it all along dad I saw you on TV on January 6th, but I knew the truth. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm an ally. We're all allies, Michael McCullough Sr. Just just join us. Join us. Wait, are we allies in like insurrectionism? No. What? It, no. Oh, allies in like the LGBT community. Oh yes. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But you gotta stop with that insurrectionism language my friend you gotta stop i was there that. i saw your dad there I, I oh didn't that's tell you. right you were there I mean, oh you're, you're finally brother. admitting it okay we were, we were so happy we were so happy we're like we made it in it's so warm in here compared to the six degrees it is outside <laughs> <laughs> and 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 of course i'm sure he was like hold on 
best friend of my son. I need to smear my shit all over these walls. <laughs> Could you give me a few minutes? I was just praying to the Confederate flag the whole time. <laughs> and kneeling down to it, buddy. Kneeling, <laughs> kneeling to my fallen gray soldiers in arms. Oh, Bro- God. Brothers. Cease this. Cease this. 